and I saw you and I saw how, how beautiful that you were on that evening, uh, the way that you were dressed, your wonderful eyes, your hair was perfect. And I remember the purity of the moment, like back in the very beginning, before I was just jacked up on my addiction and you know all the places that I had allowed myself to go. It was a little bit like a reset and there was a little bit of hope there that there could be a future. Has your marriage been shattered by sexual betrayal? Are you wondering if it's possible to save your marriage? Or even if you want to? Your story matters, and there is hope for your marriage through Christ Jesus. Welcome to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. I'm Johnny. I'm Emily. And friends, we've been where you are. Our marriage vows were shattered by adultery fueled by pornography. But through a commitment to recovery, our faith in God, and our hope for redemption, we set out on a journey of healing. Now our marriage is better than we ever could have imagined, and we give God all the glory. On our show, we'll talk through difficult topics, infidelity, porn addiction, recovery, and more. So if you're ready to move from pain-filled todays into hope-filled tomorrows, grab your favorite beverage and spend a little time with us. Marriage is redeemed. Hearts renewed. On Beyond Broken Vows Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. We are your hosts, Johnny and Emily Spiegelmeyer. Hello, everybody. So today we are taking a short break from our journey in the 12 Steps of Recovery for a special Valentine's Day show. Yes, Valentine's Day coming up in a couple days. Yes. Yeah, the 12 Steps have been so good, but I like to take a break once in a while just to catch our breath and maybe do something a little off the cuff. It is a little bit of a breath of fresh air, and I'm going to enjoy this as well. There's a lot of different views about Valentine's Day, so I'm really excited to get into that. Right. But first, we have a review that we would like to read. Yes, today's review comes from Miss Amy M. Yes, and she titles this five-star review, This Speaks to Trauma in So Many Forms. She says, The description of this podcast could have one thinking that if they're not dealing with adultery or pornography, that this is not going to relate to them. I'm here to tell you, this podcast, it literally brought up some unrealized trauma and judgment that I have not dealt with and opened my eyes to areas in my life that need attention that are not related at all. Emily and Johnny are very transparent, and you immediately feel connection with them. Listening to all they've gone through and how they are having victory, it is so very touching and inspiring. I look forward to re-listening to these as I wait for the next one to drop. I believe there is a message in here for everyone. Thank you, Emily and Johnny, for being willing to step out and speak up, providing a safe space for others struggling to come and receive hope and healing. Thank you, Miss Amy M., for that review. You know, Emily, she hits something that is really at the heart of what we're trying to communicate, especially since lately we've been working through the 12 steps. These principles don't apply to just one area of life. She mentioned that it brought up trauma in her life that was unresolved. It's completely unrelated to our particular topic. And that's really good to hear that from our listener because we do want to connect with as many people as possible. And not everybody has the same story that we do, but everybody, I believe, experiences trauma to some degree. I agree completely. So the reviews are all really good, but Emily, we have other ways that we can be reached, can't we? Yes, another way that y'all can connect with us is to get on our mailing list. We have an exciting promo just for our awesome insiders in honor of Valentine's Day. If you aren't an insider yet, 
Just head over to insider.beyondbrokenvows.com and sign up. Now, this special is only through the month of February. We're offering $20 off of any single session with me, Johnny, or both of us. Or you can purchase a bundle of six sessions with me, Johnny, or both of us, which we highly recommend for continuity and forward progress. And with a bundle, you get one session for free. We also have an eight-session couples package as well, which includes some individual coaching and couples coaching. With that package, your eighth session is free. So if you've been on the fence about coaching with us, this is a great time to take that step. Whether individually or together as a couple, there's been no better time to make that decision to step out in faith, to invest in yourself and invest in your marriage. Again, special pricing is only good through the month of February. Our current insiders already got their special promo links on Friday, and our calendar is starting to book up. So don't wait. Go ahead and get on our mailing list, and we'll send you out those discount links right away. That's insider.beyondbrokenvows.com. Emily, I'm excited to be able to offer this discount off of our coaching because we would like to be able to help more people find hope and healing in their own life as they understand that they're not alone. Yes, I'm really looking forward to helping more people through the struggles in their marriages. Because that's what we do here. That's what we do. So, hey, friends, the fear that you're never going to get over the pain of betrayal and that your marriage will never be what you'd hope for is so real right now. You're feeling stuck, not knowing how to fix your marriage, devastated by your destructive behaviors. We know you're asking yourself questions like, can I forgive his betrayal and ever trust him again? Is there any chance that I can move beyond my persistent sexual integrity issues to become the man that I started out to be? Is there hope for our marriage? Is connection and true intimacy even possible? These are questions that we asked ourselves when infidelity fueled by pornography shattered our marriage. We want you to know that you are not alone and that there is hope. Every couple that has experienced a shattered marriage through sexual betrayal has felt what you are feeling right now. Every great redemption story starts with surrender. You're tired of trying to do this on your own, and you know that you need to give it all over to God and start moving forward but you just don't know how or where to start. You're ready to say, I don't want to live in this pain anymore. I don't want to hurt my spouse anymore. I'm done with fear. I'm done with passivity. I'm going to step forward in faith and declare that with help, God can lead me on a path of forgiveness and recovery to a marriage full of connection and true intimacy. So we want you to say yes. Today's the day. So go right now to coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com. With a shared experience in a marriage that did not just survive, but is thriving, we want to come alongside you and do this together. With God in the center, you'll find the healing and restoration you're searching for. So let's do this. Go right now to coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com. That's coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com. So Emily, I just wanted to speak to our audience right now and say, let us be the first to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Okay, so now, how did that make you guys feel? Did you smile? Did it make you cringe? Did it bring up feelings of excitement? Or anger? Or even dread? You know, we found that Valentine's Day is a tricky holiday. Well, it's not actually a public holiday. No. But it is a recognized day on the calendar for celebrating love between sweethearts. Today we're talking about how people either love or hate this day that comes around every year with shocking regularity. We're also going to be opening up about the nitty-gritty of our first Valentine's Day after discovery. 
and reminding you that you are not alone and there is hope for you and your marriage. Yes, so grab yourself a box of those sugar candy hearts and join us for a revealing look into Valentine's Day. So let's go ahead and pray before we dive into this week's content. Okay, awesome. Father, thank you so much for being with us again this week. Father, we're so excited to be able to share our story. It is filled with pain and difficulties, but there's hope in it. And we're glad, Father, that every time we lean into you, there's always hope. If we draw into ourselves, Father, we will find ourselves alone, but we are not alone when we are with you. Father, as we talk through today's topic about Valentine's Day and what it might mean for others and what it doesn't mean, Lord, that you would make more out of this than what we are saying right now, and it would land on the hearts and in the ears of those that need to hear the message of hope and redemption. We ask, Lord, for your blessing on this time together, and we ask, Lord, for your mercy and your grace as we go forward. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Johnny. Okay, so we're going to talk today about Valentine's Day and the different ways that people celebrate it, but also the different ways that people feel about this day. Right. And there is a myriad of feelings, I think, attached to this day. Right. And I know that I myself do have, like you said, a myriad of feelings associated that range from the very best of feelings to the very worst of feelings. So what are some of the ways that we have heard that people celebrate? When I think about the way that we have celebrated, and then when we think about the things that we've heard our friends tell us as far as how they celebrate, I know that what's very common is a favorite restaurant to go eat. Mm -hmm. That's always good. Yeah. Just sitting down together. It might be an expensive restaurant, or it might not be one at all. It's just actually the favorite, and it's a favorite because it's cheap. (laughs) And familiar and comfortable. Right. Yes. And of course, there's the connotation that the man is supposed to bring his sweetheart flowers or chocolate or a gift of some sort. Right. And that can range in price too, according to your budget. But, you know, some people will celebrate with extravagant gifts or large trips. Right. Or big events Mm -hmm. like the theater, the opera. And most of the time, People also assume that it's a day that there's going to be a lot more sex happening. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Because when you're talking about gifts and things like that, the uh, sexy lingerie seems to top the list. Right, right. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to celebrate this day. But there's also maybe some not so good things about this day that many people may not want to admit. Right. There's going to be some social pressures that go with it. And that's really where I get stuck myself. Yeah, it seems like it's one of those days that can make you feel obligated to do something that's, quotey fingers, romantic, and it it just puts a lot of pressure, especially on the guys. I know that for myself, I get wrapped up in the commercialism. I find myself at times being one of those guys saying, it's a made-up holiday just to make retailers rich. (laughs) Right. Right. But then that's where I get lost in myself there, and instead of If we're going to take a day and stop and celebrate specifically love between sweethearts, then that's really where I need to focus and find a way to do that. But many, many times I have gotten lost in the past in the commercialism and being a little uptight about that. Some people really love Valentine's Day and some couples really love Valentine's Day. They do. Um, But some don't. Right. And sometimes one person in the relationship loves it and the other one doesn't. That's right. And so that can be a challenge. And 
I think age has a lot to do with how you celebrate Valentine's Day as well. I think it can. I think when you're younger, it's more about having the perfect romantic evening with the candlelight dinner and the wine and the gifts and then, you know, hitting the sack. (laughs) (laughs) But as you get older, not that we can't hit the sack now, but it's more of a comfortable day of just reaffirming and saying, I love you. And let's just take some special time to be together. Right. You and I have a lot of time together and we do spend a lot of special time together, but it's just another day to mark another year of our love. Yes. And I think that's the most important thing is that we just take a moment to stop and say, we made it another year. We're still in love. Things are going better than they ever have. And let's celebrate that. Right, right. And we tended in the past to really celebrate our love on a very regular basis. It wasn't relegated to one day. I did feel like that we celebrated our love on a daily basis. And so having a special day to do that, it's just maybe an excuse to spend some money or (laughs) go do something different that we don't usually do. Since I do keep track of the money in our relationship, I'm more of a practical person. And so when Valentine's Day would come around and we were a little bit strapped for cash, I felt bad that you were going to try to put something together for me without a lot of leeway with finances. Right. And so I kind of adopted the idea that it wasn't that important to me because we do celebrate our love all year long, that you don't have to get me flowers. You don't have to get me expensive gifts or anything like that. So I would tell you, I don't really like flowers. I would rather have a plant that would stay alive for longer than a few days. Right. And really just a box of, you know, my favorite chocolate is just fine. And so I think over the years, you got the idea that I didn't like flowers. And you also felt a little bit like that that day wasn't as important to me as maybe you wanted it to be. I know that because I was feeling the social pressures that we talked about just a bit ago about Valentine's Day, I always felt that I had to do something really big, something significant. And how do I do that based on what I have? And I really got caught up in that when I realized that financially, I just fall short. And sometimes creatively, I fall short. I just don't have those wonderful ideas that that you see people coming up with. And I've struggled with that our whole married life. It's not that I don't love you, but these grand expressions I found very difficult to sort of keep up with the Joneses on that. Right. And so, again, I felt that I was falling short and that really started to sink into my personal value that maybe I wasn't being the best husband to you. Because, again, as we've talked about on this podcast, I'm a natural pleaser. And that doesn't mean that I like to just please you. It means that I need to please you so that you can be happy, so that I can feel at peace. And when I feel that I'm failing at that, then it starts to hit at my identity. And so that's where I started to feel resentment toward holidays like Valentine's Day. Christmas is very similar in the same way. Yeah, just feeling obligated to spend money rather than have it be an expression of something that's in your heart. Right. So getting back to the flowers, you did not like the impracticality of flowers coming into the house. They were beautiful the first day and they smell wonderful. Maybe that lasts for two, maybe even to three days, but then they start to die off. But you did tell me you would prefer to have a plant that lives a long time Mm -hmm. that you can enjoy. So 
what we did is that we converted that over to Mother's Day because the plant stores always come up with their best plants around Mother's Day. And so we would go out and spend, I don't know, couple hundred bucks. Several hundred dollars, yes. Yeah, buying new plants and putting them in our garden every year. And our garden got bigger and bigger because these plants would continue to live and we could put more plants that flowered into our landscaping. And every time you walk out the door or you come home from someplace, just the approach on the front of the house was just a beautiful sight and you enjoyed that. Yes, very much. So yes, that was very creative to think of doing that, honey. <laughs> well, that came natural because I am a landscaper. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but, you know, it was that I was trying to relieve the pressure for you, trying to find something to buy me that we could afford, not spending money on flowers that would die. These were all things that I did to try to make it easier for you. Right. What I'm hearing, though, is that you actually do like those things. You're just letting me off the hook. Yeah, I was letting you off the hook because... After discovery and disclosure, when I found out that you had been giving another woman red roses, that made me mad. Right. And that really hurt. And it made me realize, you know what? I do like flowers. I do like roses. I do like red roses. I just didn't want to admit it because I was helping you out. But I'm worth it. Absolutely, you are. <laughs> and so now, I don't mind if you spend some extravagant money on flowers or gifts for me because I know that's an expression of your love for me and it shouldn't be cheapened by worrying about a few extra dollars. Right. And that's again why I chose that red rose tattoo for you, yes. to, for you to put on your arm because that was my way of redeeming the red roses that you had given someone else. On my arm is uh, Emily's sweet rose of redemption. Yes. It may fade a little because tattoos do that, but it will be ever blooming. <laughs> yes, I love to look at it. I love to catch glimpses of it every day. You know, Valentine's Day for us has been traditionally full of misunderstandings, miscommunications, but then occasionally there's the home run. And uh, we had a few of those over the years where I just somehow got all my ducks in a row and pulled off a pretty good Valentine's Day. Yes, actually you did, honey. There were, <laughs> like you say, lots of misses, but it's just because life changes so fast. A sweetheart holiday before you have kids looks way different than that same holiday after having kids, raising kids. Right. The raising kids portion is difficult. You would think that this is where you really want to let your wife know, I really love you. What you're doing is really hard and it's really important. There's so much that comes with raising kids. Yes. And sometimes you just feel like your hands are tied a little bit. Right. And then after kids leave the nest, you know, then there's a sort of a renewal of excitement about like when you were together in the early years. What? Why are you laughing? Because I am remembering what we told our kids when our youngest finally moved out. You remember what we told them? <laughs> yes, I do. Said, we are empty nesters now and we live in this home alone and we cannot be held responsible for what you will see <laughs> Yep. if you come through our front door unannounced. Right. <laughs> you were just talking about that time of renewal because now you're empty nesters, the kids are out of the house and we do get more time to spend together, more alone time. Right. So Emily... 
despite our misunderstandings, our, our miscommunications in the occasional home run, we do want to go ahead and share with our listeners that very first Valentine's Day after discovery. Yes, because Valentine's can look a lot different after a traumatic event in your marriage. Right. When we just said Valentine's Day after discovery, it's possible maybe many of our listeners had that oh hell no experience. And how is this even possible, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the betrayal hits close to a holiday, you're in this numb place or this place of anger or just not communicating well at all and going through grief. And the last thing on your mind is trying to put together some sort of a holiday celebration. I remember that happened to us before Christmas. Right. And so Christmas that first year was very difficult for me, for us. We were struggling just to figure out how to talk to each other right. about what had happened or trying to figure out if we wanted to even be in the same home. But yeah, that first Valentine's Day, that was um, two months after discovery and disclosure. Right. Almost exactly two months after the four-hour disclosure with our senior pastor. Yes. And that two-week period between discovery and disclosure, we did have some very intense sexual experiences together. Right. But as things started to come out more and more, I put the kibosh on that. Right. And for a couple of months, we were really just trying to figure out what was going on. And you were trying to get our intensive scheduled and counseling scheduled and going to your first recovery meeting. And, you know, we were just in the midst of this shock and just really disbelief about what had happened to our marriage. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that there was disclosure, then Christmas, then there's the new year, then starting recovery. We started our first counseling sessions, trying to get into an intensive. And now we're looking right down the barrel of Valentine's Day. And I think maybe that it kind of snuck up on us a little bit because maybe we were in a little bit of denial, not wanting to think about it. How do we think about it? What do we think about it? But as I remember, we were able to sit down in one of our many discussions and start to outline what Valentine's Day was going to look like for us because it was coming and we were going to have to address it. And in our recovery, one of the first and best allies we had was addressing things ahead of time, anticipating hmm. the event right. became helpful in dealing with the event itself. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with just ignoring this day completely. Especially if that's where you are. Yes. I mean, there's no rule about having to celebrate Valentine's Day. Right. And we are certainly not the two people to sit here and say, you got to find a way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah. Everybody has to make that decision for themselves. I mean, it's really just a, it's just a made up day for retailers to make more money. <laughs> Isn't that cynical? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But don't let me bleed off on you that way. <laughs> but anyway, we decided we were at a place where we thought we would like to try and do something to mark that day. Right. So let's try to turn back in our minds and remember what that was. I remember we set some expectations for what that day was going to be and what it wasn't going to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, you made it very clear that there was not going to be any sexual expression. Right. But that you would like to go out to our favorite restaurant, like we had mentioned before. It became a very comforting place for us 
As a matter of fact, it's the place you wanted to go right after four hours of disclosure. The only thing that you could think of is, I want to go to my favorite restaurant. Yes, I was very hungry after that, and I didn't have an extra ride. I was riding home with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That was awkward. (laughs) But you know what? I was just ready to be in a place where I felt comfortable and familiar. And we've been going to this particular restaurant even before we got married. So yeah, I agreed to go on a date with you for Valentine's Day. Yes. As a matter of fact, you told me that you wanted me to take you on a date, meaning that we were going to be on date behavior, Mm -hmm. right? So for our listening audience, think back to what date behavior looked like for you back in the day. Maybe was it really good and full of these intense feelings, but there was also an expected behavior full of boundaries, what you could do and what you couldn't do. And that's really what it was. You were looking for a sweet time that was a date environment. So what I ended up doing was formally inviting you on a date to go to our favorite restaurant and come back to the house afterwards and maybe watch a movie together. And that was the expectation set for that night. Right. Early in the day, I went out and bought chocolates and I bought some really nice flowers from a florist for you. Spent a good deal of money on it. This was significant. I got myself ready and I went outside. I had the flowers and the chocolates with me and I rang the doorbell. Yes. (laughs) And you came to the door and opened it up. Can you tell us a little bit about your first impressions when you opened up the door? Well, you were all dressed to the nines and you had flowers in your hand and my favorite chocolates. And it just made me feel like I used to feel before betrayal. I just felt like all of that had slipped out of my memory for just a moment. And I saw the love of my life standing there, wanting to serve me, wanting to show me his love. And uh, made me smile and it made me cry. Yes. I know that as I was standing on the doorstep and you opened up the door and I saw you and I saw how, how beautiful that you were on that evening, uh, the way that you were dressed, your wonderful eyes, your hair was perfect. And I remember the purity of the moment, like back in the very beginning, before I was just jacked up on my addiction and you know all the places that I had allowed myself to go. It was a little bit like a reset, and there was a little bit of hope there that there could be a future. So we did get into the car, and one thing that I have always done since we started dating, day one, is that I open up your door for you. Mm-hmm, I love that. And uh, we taught that to our boys, and our boys used to fight over who could get to the car door first to open it up for you. I don't think that translated to opening up the door for their sister, but they knew it was definitely for mom. Right. And uh, I remember that at the door, when we were saying goodnight at the end of our date, even though we're both going into the same house, um, we stopped at the door and I kissed your hand. And uh, just a sweet moment. Again, going back to that beginning, that purity, something that just feels like it's supposed to be. Yes. And definitely making me feel safe and not threatened by any overtures that you might make that I wasn't ready for. Right. Definitely not crossing boundaries. Yes. Yeah. So at the end of the night, after we had spent some time together, just relaxing and watching a movie and definitely not talking about the betrayal, 
we went ahead and said goodnight and you were still in the guest room at that point. Right. So, um, yeah, I was laying in bed thinking about that date and thinking about you and us and what our future might be like. And I was feeling very tender towards you. So I sent you a text. Yes. And I got that text and I opened it up and it said, would you come to our bedroom, please? So I got up and I had no idea what this was about. You just said, please come to the bedroom. And so I did. And I went and I knocked on the door and you opened it up and uh, you invited me to come in and said, I want to spend tonight with you. Yes. So I led you to the bed and we climbed in and tell me what I didn't know at first, but you told me later. (laughs) Well, what you didn't know was that I was absolutely terrified because I didn't know what to expect. We had boundaries in place about not being sexual. We had set expectations for this particular night of Valentine's Day that there wasn't going to be any sexual activity. So here I am being invited into our bed by you And I'm laying there stiff as a board in the dark, (laughs) not knowing what to do as the man. I'm supposed to be the initiator, but I really broke the privilege of being allowed to initiate by what I had done in the past to hurt you so much. And with boundaries in place, I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Right. I'm laying there just, okay, here I am saying this, this is all in my head. And then you came to me. Yes, I initiated. You did. And it turned out to be an incredible night for both of us. Yes. But then the morning came. As in many mornings, you had more questions and you asked me a question that morning to clarify something that I had already told you in answer to a previous question. And the answer came out different this time, and there was new information that shattered everything once again. It did. I was re-traumatized by this new information and realized that you had again lied to me with the first telling of this particular incident. And I remember afterwards as we were dissecting, this might have been days, maybe even a week later, You had expressed to me that what hurt the most, what made you the most angry, was that this was information that I knew and I didn't share with you and allowed myself to enter into a sexually intimate moment with you while holding on to this information. Yes, that was like a knife in my heart. I just felt so used, like I had many times in the past in our marriage that you would put yourself before me to have sex when you knew that there was something that you hadn't told me yet or hadn't told me the truth about. That was the worst part. And so obviously you went back into the guest room after that (laughs) (laughs) for quite a while. Yes. Yes, that's right. But one thing I did want to share about this particular experience, it wasn't all doom and gloom. The night before, when we were on our date, that was a sweet night. But more in particular, what I'm talking about is that it opened up the door to the possibility of future intimacy. You opened up that door that I thought was shut, and deservedly so. 
I really deserve to have that door of sexual intimacy shut completely. You were the one who opened up the door for that. And once again, I messed it up. And here I am back in the doghouse slash guest room without any idea if something like that could ever happen again. But I'm glad that we had it because what it set deeper down into our hearts is that there's a future and things like this are possible rather than just saying this is never going to happen again. Both of us had to make the choice to enter into an evening of selflessness. I had to put away my hurt and anger in order to go on a date with you. And I had to put away my selfishness and my expectations. Yeah, so that we could come together with some intimacy of the heart, even if there was no physical intimacy. Absolutely. Johnny, as much as what you did hurt me more deeply than I've ever been hurt before in my life, and sometimes it hurt so bad I just wanted to die. I knew that I still wanted to have a fulfilling marriage with you. And I knew deep down to have that, I was going to have to give a little. I was going to have to forgive. I was going to have to risk again. And, um, and I found out that it was worth it. Because I could be now five years later, maybe alone, maybe miserable, if I hadn't chosen to forgive you, if I hadn't chosen to try to work through this. And maybe we would still be together, but if we had just ignored it and swept it under the rug, there would be no intimacy of the heart. That connection that we have now is so incredible. And we had to really slog through a bunch of shit to get there. Yes. But we did it. And I'm so glad and I'm so grateful. It's just hard to imagine having to go through what we went through and surviving it. But we didn't just survive it. We're thriving. Absolutely. We are really enjoying the second chance that God has given us through his redemption of our marriage. Yes, Emily, I couldn't agree more. I am so glad as well. And a lot of that came because each one of us made a choice to move forward. Yes. Despite the pain, despite the challenges, and despite the way that we felt about it in the moment. So what message do we really want to get across to our listeners today about Valentine's Day? Well, we're here to let you off the hook about Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> it's just a day. And if you want to celebrate, go for it. But if you don't, it's okay. So what we're going to suggest is the best way to make your way through Valentine's Day. First way, just communicate honestly. Let everything out. Be honest about the way that you feel. There is no right or wrong answer. And then set expectations for the way you want that day to go. And also, we want to give you permission to just release that societal pressure to perform in a certain way on Valentine's Day. Just ignore the commercials, ignore what people are saying. This is about you and your sweetheart. That's it. Right. Nobody should dictate to you how this day should go. And even if you want to celebrate it, if there's too much pain, don't worry about it. It comes around every year, like we said. But we do encourage you to see where each other stands and not just assume what the other one is thinking. Absolutely. And the last one that we want to suggest is 
take the time to focus on intimacy. True intimacy comes with honesty, with vulnerability, and with transparency. So the kind of intimacy that we're talking about at this point does not necessarily mean sex. It can mean that if you do all the others really well. Yes. And if that door is open for you, don't be afraid to explore it because it is going to be difficult, but it is an important part of a healthy marriage. Johnny, as hurt and angry as I was for months after you betrayed me, I still wanted intimacy with you. My heart craved it. I didn't get married to be alone and miserable. I knew I wanted to be connected with you again one day. And so I wanted to leave my heart open for that possibility. It was very difficult to work through all of this. Very, very painful. But on the other side of it now, I can honestly say it's worth it. I know that the healing has taken place so that we can have true intimacy in our marriage. That's right, Emily. Thank you so much for sharing that because I can understand that what made you so angry and so hurt was the fact that intimacy is what you wanted and you couldn't get it. Not yet. Right. If I didn't love you so much, it wouldn't have hurt so much. The fact that I was so hurt and angry was really an indicator of the depth of my love for you. And I just really had to work through the pain and the grief and the loss to come to the place where I could see beyond it and have that hope for the future. Yes. And for the men who are the betrayers, it's really important to let our spouses have that time. It's going to take as long as it takes. Yes. There's no timeline. There's no, aren't you done yet? Aren't you done being mad? Aren't you done grieving? I mean, if, if that comes out of the betrayer's mouth, I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the best ways that we suggest for you to move forward is find a way to move outside of yourself. And when we do that, the greatest place to go outside of ourselves is to God. So we do have a word for today. Yes, the word today comes from 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. Amen. So here's the hope. God's love for us is extravagant. It's excessive. And in some cases, it's a little reckless and maybe even irresponsible. So take a moment and enjoy it. Okay, that's an interesting couple of words you chose there, Johnny. Reckless and irresponsible. What do you mean by that? Well, in a lot of ways, God's love for us, it's impractical. It doesn't make sense. And sometimes it just doesn't calculate, but that's the part that we love, that he would do things for us that may seem a little reckless because he loves us that much. Mm. Like the verse says, how great is the love of the Father that he lavishes on us. Yeah, I like that word lavish. Having love lavished on us just feels so good. And I'm so glad that we can take this day, a Valentine's Day, now, after recovery, to lavish some love on each other. Absolutely. So Emily, would you close us out in prayer today? Heavenly Father, you are the lover of our souls. You have modeled love for us that is so extravagant. You lavish it on us. And it's hard to even grasp that sometimes. But Lord, you want that for us. You want to see that kind of love lavished on each other. And you have given us the beautiful gift 
of forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration. Your grace and your mercy has allowed us to move through all the pain and the hurt and the disappointment and the disillusionment, all the stuff, God, that we go through as human beings, the things that we do to each other. You have given us a way out. You have given us the hope. And we are so grateful that as we grasp onto that hope and we move forward, that we can experience that love that you've given to us. And so we thank you and praise your name as we celebrate your love with each other. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Emily. So, Johnny, this has been fun, but a little bit hard, too, to talk about all those emotions that we felt right after D-Day. Taking that trip back there can be a little triggering, and I could see the emotion in you while you were thinking about that, and that pain all of a sudden became very present again. Yes. You know, it's, it's something that I don't know if it will ever go away completely, but it does fade. I mean, I don't feel the intensity, of course, that I did back then. And, and as the years go by, it becomes more a memory than a current reality. And um, yeah, so it's good to see the forward progress and it's good to see that we can have that hope for the future. So for those of you who are listening today, maybe this is your first Valentine's Day after discovery, and it's not something you even want to think about this year. And that's okay. It's absolutely okay. But I also want to challenge you, what would you be willing to consider for taking a step forward towards healing and intimacy with your spouse? If you would like to talk with us personally about ways that you can approach Valentine's Day in a healthy way that honors each other, book a call with us at coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to get a link for that special Valentine's Day discount on coaching. And that's at insider.beyondbrokenvows.com. And you can find these links in our show notes. So Emily, this has been a fun break from our series on the 12 Steps of Recovery. But I do want to say to our listeners, come back next week when we pick up again on Step 11. So until next time, marriage is redeemed, hearts renewed on Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And before you go, if this podcast encouraged you and you're feeling some hope for today, please share this show with someone else you know who's going through a similar situation and needs to know they're not alone. One of the best ways you can help us reach more people is to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And as always, we would love to hear from you with questions and comments. Just email us at support at beyondbrokenvows.com. As you walk out this journey one day at a time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.